Hey, what's going on, everybody? Coach B here. Hope you guys are doing well. Uh, I am publishing this episode on uh, the last couple days of June, but it was recorded in the last couple days of March. So obviously a lot has changed since uh, then. But, uh, you know, listening back through this interview with Tamara Stone, what can I say? Uh, a lot of it is very, very relevant. And uh, if you find yourself still slowly re-engaging in your real estate business uh, through the pandemic, you're definitely going to want to give this a listen from start to finish and take lots of notes because Tamara gives us uh, you know, her playbook as, as, as what she was doing back in the early days of, of COVID-19. And uh, as I say, a lot of it still stands the test of time as, as good advice, good strategy for today. So hope you enjoy this interview we did with Tamara Stone from Remax Kelowna, the Stone Sisters group. And uh, yeah, if you have questions or comments on uh, what Tamara's talking about and how it applies to your business, don't ever hesitate to reach out. We are here for you. All right. Enjoy the interview with Tamara Stone. This is the On The Rise Real Estate Podcast, where we show realtors how they can build a business they love owning. Here's your host, Braden Wheatcroft. Good morning, Remax Colton. You are on the rise. Today, we are talking with Tamara Stone from Remax Colonna Stone Sisters. She has uh, been someone I've looked up to for a long time. She doesn't know that because I've only been an admirer from afar, not in a creepy way. So just calm down, everybody. Um, and and if you've been going out to Remax conferences, conventions, you know, events, you know the Stone Sisters. They have a very iconic brand, uh, but they're not just great marketers. They're incredible realtors. And today we have uh, one of the Stone Sisters here, Les Tamara Stone. We're very very excited to do that. So. Um, what we're hoping to do today is is shine a light on the moment that we're in. You know, I think we can all recognize that these uh, we're probably, probably frankly um, sick of hearing the word unprecedented. You know, we're in unprecedented times. Yes, no question at all. But you know what? Even though we've never experienced a global pandemic like this, there have been other unprecedented moments in time as well. Whether it was the financial crisis in 07 or 08, or whether it was um, you know 9/11 or other moments. I was just talking to Mayor before we went live here uh, about a realtor friend of ours in Fort McMurray where they had the fires and it was like a a localized crisis. And so we know that crises do happen. They're often unpredictable. We don't see them coming but we know that we can get through them. And we know that there are ways that we can put ourselves in the best position possible to not just weather the storm, but frankly, come out of it better than we went into it. So I'm very, very excited to be bringing to you a number of Remax agents that all have you know 20 plus years of experience are still crushing it today and are here to share everything they know uh, with us. So with all that being said, I want to bring in today's guest, Tamara Stone. As I say, she's from Remax Kelowna Stone Sisters office. And we're very, very fortunate. She's been spending some of her time with us today. Tamara, good morning. Good morning. Thanks How for having me here. I'm good. I'm really good. Man, I, you dressed up nice for this interview. I really appreciate that. <laughs> I have you my know. pajamas on on the bottom. but you know, Okay, fair enough. Well, that's a record show. I put this jacket over top of uh, my pajamas. So just, you know, <laughs> this is the power of media. Don't yeah. believe everything you see on TV. It's perfect. Yeah. How are you doing, Tamara? Let's just check in. Quick check in from the neck up. Did I, I'm uh, I'm good. I mean, I'm I think we're weathering the storm as as well as can be expected, and probably like everybody have have times when I feel. You know, I think generally speaking, I'm I'm optimistic and and you know actually feel 
I don't, I don't know. I feel proud to be Canadian. I feel proud of how people are pulling together and helping. Yeah. Not to say I haven't been affected. I've had a couple of days where I'm just like, holy cow, I, you know, is this going to end? Are we going to get through this? So. Yeah. Well, that's, that's totally natural. I think we've all had those mm-hmm. moments. I know I certainly have. Mm-hmm. I, I, I end most days feeling that way. And then I get a good night's sleep, wake up the next day, ready to so rock true. and go. So yeah. Um, before we, we start asking a little bit about you know, the moment at hand and how you and your team are, are uh, operating in. And I just, just for those who don't know you, maybe just tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I was born in Edmonton. <laughs> okay, okay. I won't go that long. <laughs> yeah. um, so I work with my sister. Um, I've been selling real estate. I got my license. It'll be 25 years in June. And uh, Shannon joined up with me, started at a small brokerage. And Shannon joined up with me in 2005. So I was on my own for 10 years. And uh, she came in, you know, really sort of took the bull by the horns. She's a genius at marketing. And that's when we became Stone Sisters. And we, that's when we moved to Remax. And uh, Wait, you weren't Stone Sisters before that? Well, no, because it was just me. So <laughs> and actually, it was, our, yeah, our uh, mom and dad were realtors. So our, okay. uh, we did truly grow up negotiating around the dinner table, you know, and We'll talk about it a bit, but you talk about crisis and and some of the issues. Our dad got licensed in 1978, and you know we were we were all with him. Um, you know, at the end of the day, when dad would talk about going into the office in the morning in the early 80s when interest rates were 20 percent, and he'd have trouble pushing his door open um, for his office because people would just drop the keys through the mail slot at night. And with a note on them saying, Bruce, we had to leave. Please try and sell the house. We can't do it anymore. And so, you know, you learn from those lessons. You know, mom and dad both were licensed, talked us through that. When I got in in 95, I had, you know, had a lot of wisdom and experience behind me. Then And then we were the stone team. Mom did her business. Dad did his and I did mine. We we didn't actually work together because they actually hadn't wanted me to get my license. I was really young. I was five. No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, so they just didn't want me riding their coattails, which I respect. I didn't at the time, but uh, but I'm grateful for. And then they retired in 99. And so I, I kept the name Stone Team because it, it made me seem older and more experienced and bigger than I was. And, uh, and then when Shannon came in in early 2005, we switched within months to Stone Sisters and the rest is history. Yeah, no kidding. And and tell us a little bit about your your conferencing strategy over the years, because I, as I say, I'm a fan from afar. So, you know, tell, tell us a little bit about your guys' approach to you know Remax Network conference. Yeah, it's we are so cheesy. It's embarrassing. Like it's embarrassing. It's pretty life. embarrassing, and it's, I'm like a dad joke like fanatic. Yeah. So yeah, and it's you know it started you know the first conference we'd gone to when we like a month after joining Remax, we were Stone Team. And all these people are like, are you guys sisters? Are you guys sisters? We're, we're not, uh, we're not twins. I'm six years older. And um, everyone was asking if we were sisters. We're like, well, we're going to become sisters. And I think just when you spend a lot of time with somebody, you end up dressing the same. So I had a white suit. I was the first one with a white suit. Shannon will deny that. But uh, so I was wearing a white suit to the conference and Shannon's like, oh, and I said, you know, I kind of look like Mr. Mr. Clean, like the glad man. I'm all in white. And then Shannon got a white suit. And so we started dressing for the conferences only in all white suits. And we're, we're out there. We're, we're not shy at all. Um, you know, I think there's an advantage because we go to these conferences together. And 
So our whole strategy is not to be cheesy and just whipping out as many cards as you can, but to find people who are maybe not as outgoing as we are or a little shy or, you know, standing there kind of uncomfortably or hanging out with their associates at their office and engage with them. And we work it. We work it hard. Um, Last year we received, they didn't all all close, but we received 107 REMAX referrals from, uh, yeah. (laughs) So it's... It, 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 it's a huge, huge part of our business. I'm um, ordering a white suit off Amazon. <laughs> well, what's kind of funny is we've started at the at the last conference that we were at. I'm trying to think what the last conference was. Um, there were two different people there. One was a guy and one was a, a woman in head to toe white. We were like, oh, excuse me. Yeah. We have all the white, but of course we don't. So we yeah. might we might shake it up sometime and go, you know, all baby blue or all hot pink. Something. Yeah, that's awesome. I could see the uh, the Dumb and Dumber suits, the blue and the orange. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Okay, well, I appreciate you uh, get, bringing us up to speed, giving us a bit of your background. Now, obviously, we're here today to talk about how what your plan is um, as, as this you know developing story that is the COVID mm-hmm. pandemic um, continues to roll on. But I want to ask you a little bit, because you, as you say, 25 years in the business, and you told me that you're only 25 years old. So I don't know how that adds up, but no. nonetheless. Um, <laughs> you have probably faced challenges yourself. You talk about your dad's challenges mm-hmm. with those crazy interest rates, which is just hard to wrap my head around. Yeah. But I want to talk to you about your own um, experience with challenges. Can you think back to a time before COVID where you had uh, an extended period of challenge for, for whether it was a few months or even you know longer than that? Yeah. I mean, the first one, of course, would be getting into the business and, you know, starting in 1995. And for those of you who were selling real estate, then we we had just had a bit of a, a boom. You know, things had gone really well and the market was strong. And then then it softened. And I was getting in as all these people were getting out. And I was kind of full of piss and vinegar. I'd you know, grown up in a real estate family. I, I had, you know, I'm a good communicator, so I thought. And uh, really sort of thought I'd get in and, and crush it. And my mom and dad had trained me for about six months, just taught me, you know, how to do an open house, how to speak with somebody, how to measure a house, all of that. And then they went away for an extended holiday, didn't give their business to me because they didn't think I was experienced enough. And I starved. I, uh, I didn't sell anything for five months. Bought, wow. gro- bought groceries on save on more points. I had had $5,000 um, saved. So I was 21 years old. I had five grand. And to me, that was so much money. You know, I couldn't even fathom it. And it was gone in about 23 seconds. And like, I didn't have enough money to put gas in my car and, you know, was so stressed. And I remember looking, um, talking to a guy in our office, it wasn't the broker, but he, he had used to be, used to be the broker. And he said, Tamara, he said, you have dollar signs in your eyes. You, you have the look of desperation. It's, it's emanating from you. No one's going to deal with you. He said, you need to go on a holiday. And I'm like, no, actually, Peter, maybe you don't quite understand. I have no money, like literally nothing. And I can't go on a holiday. He's like, you got to change your mindset. You've got to get out of your head because you're, you're completely putting your needs first and thinking of you. And he said, you can tell from a mile away. And, and it was, you know, that was the first time where I just sort of had to climb out and stand back. You know, we all talk about going up 10,000 feet and looking down at your business and sort of trying to figure out, okay, well, what can I do to, you know, look at this time. And this is what we're doing right now. Look at this time as an opportunity to do a reset and 
you know, try and figure out what works and what doesn't work and where to spend and where not to spend. And, and, and so I have to ask, did you go? And if you didn't, where did you go? Yeah, I went to Calgary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, and actually, Shannon, who's six years younger than me, lent me some money. And wow. I drove to Calgary and went and stayed wow. with a girlfriend for four days and just slept on her couch and hung out. I was actually going to go and work for a developer selling condos at the Eau Claire market in Calgary and just hang up my license and call it quits and really figured out, you know, what I was doing wrong or what I needed to do in order to succeed and just kind of got, got down to business. Our dad always calls it, just got focused and figured out what I could do. I think what I'd been trying to do was, was be my mom and dad, you know, and be a 50 year old established business person Mm -hmm. and talk like them and dress like them and get their clients and that, that strategy wasn't working. And when I started to figure out who I was and accept who I was and accept that I was a super crazy, hyper, 21-year-old, broke person ready to crush it. And then I looked for people who were looking for somebody with that energy level and that commitment. And then it, then it started. So That's great. And, and you know, fast forward 25 years later, what, uh, what club level did you receive? Just recently at R4? Oh, thank you. Um, we were actually the one where we got diamond, or I got diamond, and and um, we, we did, yeah, we're doing really well. The yeah. one we were super pumped about was because um, we're not a huge team, and um, together with the team, now we're not a team anymore with these brokerage rules, but uh, or we're a mini team. But with our team, because of them, we were uh, fifth in Western Canada. For 2019, which congratulations! Yeah, thank you. That that to me is huge, and everybody on our team uh, did well. Everybody was at least 100. percent So that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I I, um, I haven't shared this story much, uh, but I, I remember a time in or my groups I started when I was 21, and it was it was 09, 010, The recession was there, and, and I remember um, not managing my finances very well, mm-hmm. and I got caught uh, between closings where I basically was flat broke. Yeah. And I was driving the, the most ridiculous vehicle at that time. It was a V8 all-wheel drive that required premium. I loved it. It was a beautiful vehicle. But like I remember my my as a buyer's agent on a team, my my bill, my gas bills were like eight nine hundred dollars a month. And I remember only having a quarter tank left, and I had a closing in like ten days. And I basically shut down all non-essential drivings. So because I needed to conserve it, I was too proud to ask my parents for money. Uh, and yeah, it's 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 amazing when you talk to as many people as yeah. I talk to you, you realize we all have the struggle at certain points. And it's not whether you struggle, it's it's how you respond to the struggle that mm-hmm. makes all the difference. Mm-hmm. And I think that that right there is the key for all of us and everybody listening and all of us licensed right now. Um, this is going to pass and we will get through this. Sadly, I think some people will choose to not, they won't persevere or they'll let this get them down or, or they won't. And I think our whole key that Shannon and I are doing and, and having, having almost daily, um, group calls with, with the agents uh, on our former team at our brokerage now, um, you know, just, a a way to stick together and stay positive and realize that, okay, it's what we do right now that it's going to determine when this ends, not if, but when this passes, you know, our plan is to be respectful, be mindful. And I know we're going to talk a bit about where we're spending money and what we're doing, but um, we're not stopping because it, it will come back to me. There's going to be a huge pent up demand and I, we're going to absolutely crush it. We, you know, that's our full, full intention. 
yeah, I'm looking at this right now as a, I'm taking it month by month for April and May, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm absolutely preparing for a full on sprint from June to December 31st. And so, yep. you know, if we can work on building our infrastructure and systems over the next 60 days and then take advantage of, of that pent up demand, because I think it's important to know whether we go into a recession or not, which you know, everything I'm reading suggests yeah. that we will. This mm-hmm. wasn't an economic first recession. This was a pandemic that led to yes. an economic recession. So yes. a lot of those economic factors were in a really good place prior to, like, I don't know um, in Kelowna, but in Victoria, uh, you know, it's the beginning of the year, January, February, we returned to multiple offer situations. Yep, us too. Us too, there you go. So um, I think it'd be a little idealistic to think that we'll be completely unfazed come June, but I know mm-hmm. there's gonna be opportunity out there. Mm-hmm. Um, also, just for the record, my business partner, Graham, um, I think you know Graham Parker. Yeah. He, 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 said that I omitted an important detail for my vehicle is that it was sitting on dubs. For those who aren't <laughs> uh, what that means is uh, my stupid, ridiculous SUV had 22-inch rims. I cannot believe it. I should post a photo on the Insider one day so you don't laugh at me. Yes, please Anyways. do. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about the matter at hand. Okay, so here we are. I want to ask you first about what your experience has been in the last two weeks specifically, because you guys obviously have a lot of active buyers, you have current listings. Can you walk us through what the last two weeks have been like? Yeah, and the last two weeks have been busy. Um, You know, we're certainly starting to see things slow down. So two weeks ago, just over, so today's Friday. So two weeks ago, uh, 16 days ago, on a Wednesday, we'd had a, a new listing hit the market. Um, showed well, kind of a fixer upper, pushing it price wise. Um, admittedly, you know, we we all know we were pushing it a little mm-hmm. price wise. Uh, hit the market at seven hundred and eighty eight thousand. So this was going on. Coronavirus, COVID nineteen was certainly being discussed. Mm-hmm. Uh, we hit the market at four o'clock, just before four. Our board closes, so just before four o'clock, uh, we had eight showings that day. And we had five offers on the property and it, it's a firm sale. They removed conditions on Monday of this week. Yeah, thank you. And and it went, it didn't go over. None of the offers were over asking, but it went for 782 on a 788 list. So this past weekend that we just had, um, we had nine offers that our brokerage dealt with. So there are eight of us that are licensed um, at Remax Kelowna Stone Sisters. So so we had had a lot of offers. Um, we're still listing properties. Um, to put it in comparison, though, with you know that new listing that was out in Crawford and and all the all the showings we had last week, last Wednesday, we had a new listing, in, very well priced, um, shows beautifully, not a fixer upper. A week earlier, it would have gone, and mm-hmm. it hit the market at two o'clock. We had our showing request come in shortly after it hit the market. We've had two others since then. Um, and, and that's it. And it's, it's price bang on the money. So, you know, there's, there's lots of talk. I'm, we're watching matrix. Do you guys use matrix or what's your, yeah. So we're watching matrix carefully to see who's listing or what's coming on the market. Our sales are actually still strong. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, we've, we've had subject removals. We've had five subjects, um, five properties firm up this week. So yeah. that's still were those, those were offers that were accepted, say, two weeks ago yep. or, or last week. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So so that's encouraging. Um, we have 11 closings happening in, up until April 15th. So we're cautiously optimistic that those are going to to proceed um, as planned. Um, you know, we're just we're we're just watching to see what's happening. We are still listing properties on MLS. Mm-hmm. And I think. 
our reasoning behind that. And I, you know, some people are really torn. Uh, mm-hmm. I know some people have just backed off and said, listen, I'm not, I'm not putting it on. I look at it and think we're all at home. We're, and I don't know about you guys, but I, if I have to watch news on Donald Trump anymore or, or any more of the negativity, I'm like, just let yeah. me go on Pinterest. So, or yeah. let me go on, I mean, they call it real estate porn. So <laughs> go on MLS. That's porn. Yeah. So yeah. We, um, we're still doing that. Our strategy um, right now, we have 57 listings, which is about what we had this time last year. We're saying to people, you're probably not going to have a lot of physical showings, although we've got three listings in upper mission, all priced just between one and one three, uh, one million and one point three. And there's a buyer coming in from Alberta this weekend, have to buy, they've sold. Um, two of our clients, our listings are um, physicians at the hospital. One has a brand new baby and they've said, yeah, as long as no one's touching anything, as long as they're wearing you know, a glove, as long as they don't bring children in. You know, we've got this list of, of sort of criteria to follow, but they're allowing these showings because the people have said they have to buy something by Sunday. Yeah, and that's that's an interesting conversation that's happening right now because earlier this week, Ontario announced that um, mm-hmm. real estate services as an essential service, and then our province followed mm-hmm. suit uh, just yesterday. Yep. Um, and and so there's some some I would say some healthy debate going on around what constitutes an essential service because mm-hmm. I, I I feel. I feel the tension on both sides. In one hand, it's great that we're acknowledged as essential. I'm worried that that means people are going to just race out there and start doing opens and walking and all that stuff, which is, you know, obviously we're, we're cautioning everyone against that uh, yeah. in a very strong way. At the same time, we recognize there are people who have to move and it's mm-hmm. nice to know that we have the, you know, the green light, uh, you know, from our government to be able to, yeah. to, to press on in when, when, when it matters. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm curious, like, what are your thoughts on walking that line between essential versus non-essential parts of our job, let's say? Yeah. We well, we're, we're really, really screening. Um, when we get a showing request, we're, we're phoning that realtor and, and saying, okay, you know, your people want to look at the listing. Have they sold? Are they in a position to buy? You know, are they healthy? Have they been traveling? All of those questions. But, you know, if they haven't even listed their house, that, that, whoopsie, that listing that I just talked about that we took last week, he sent me a text yesterday and said, hey, can we go out and look at houses on Saturday? And I phoned him and said, with all due respect, no, uh, you haven't sold your home. It's, I don't think it's, you know, I don't think it's fair to an agent at, you know, at our company. Um, health-wise, I don't think it's fair to you. I don't think it's fair to a seller. You're not in a position to buy. So, you know, yeah. look online, you know, in some cases we're getting our sellers to do their own video yeah. and, uh, yeah. you know, and they're, you know, our stager is virtually staging now. So we set up, we, we provide a staging consultation um, with yeah. every, with every listing and she's doing a FaceTime with the homeowner. Um, yeah. She's charging us half the price and they're walking around the house on their phones yeah. and having a look that way. So I think there are some other things to do, but when we find out that someone's, you know, transferred here from Alberta, they have to buy and, and we give the sellers the option and they say, okay, doors will be wide open. We're going to be sitting in the backyard and yeah. don't touch anything. Don't touch a light. Don't use the facilities. Just yeah. have a look. You know, I think that's, that's uh, what I'm starting to see emerge is, is sort of the new best practices of being a professional, right? Yes. Like, you know, and that's year, the difference. Totally. A year ago, any prudent agent would ask a buyer if they've been pre-approved, right? Whereas I think now in today's world, we're going to ask not just if they're pre-approved, we're also going to ask them, 
if they've been out of the country in the last 14 days. Mm -hmm. you know, them or anyone you know, in close contact with is, is sick or in one of these higher risk categories. Mm -hmm. I think that's just going to become part of the, the norm in terms of, of how we yeah. we talk to clients. We actually just published a sheet yesterday. It was like a flow chart where it's basically, are you pre-approved? Yes. Okay. Have you reviewed all of the resources online, floor plans, virtual tools? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Have you done a Google Street View? Yes. Okay. Have you driven by it? Yes. Okay. Now let your agent go in and FaceTime you. Still like it? Okay. Now let's book a showing. I mean, yeah. that seems like putting up a lot of roadblocks, but at the same time, I think our clients, both buyers and sellers are really going to appreciate our, our response to this. Hundred percent, and I think it. I think that's the difference because I'm sure you guys have got it. Not anyone at your at, at Remax Camelson, but but I'm sure you've got agents in in the Victoria area who like. There was a guy doing open houses this past weekend here, and we've got a guy running ads of you know there's some steals out there you know or Corona free house. One guy actually put that a new listing that came out. You know this house is vacant. It's Corona free. I'm just like have some class, guys. That's unfortunate. Yeah, and I think the last before we move on to some more questions here, I would just say that I think if we are out there working in with essential clients, uh, my my advice to anyone, and Tamara, I'd be curious to hear your point of view on this, is is you don't have to post that on social media. Yeah. Like I, I would say, if you're working with that doctor that has to buy or that Edmonton client, maybe just don't post about it on your Instagram stories because I think. Yeah. Without enough context, people might judge you, and there's there's a reputational risk um, out there right now that, that if we if we're not cautious of, could actually have ramifications. So if you're working with essential clients, do you know press on, be responsible, be mm -hmm. safe, follow the right protocols, but maybe just don't humble brag about it online. Mm -hmm. Hundred percent, and I agree completely. And we've said that to everybody at the company. Yeah, awesome. Okay, well, let's let we thank you for that. That's a really good uh, capture of where we've been. But let's talk about where we're going. So I've got a number of questions I want to ask you. But um, first, I'm going to ask you about your current clients that you do have that are for sale and your yeah. buyers. I mean, you've answered them a little bit, but just maybe walk us through your strategy of what you're doing with your current listings and, and your yeah. current buyers. So current buyers, I'll speak to that for a moment because that'll be quick. Um, Shannon and I work with very, very few buyers. Um, but, but in speaking with the, with the agents at the company and, and what they're doing, um, again, we're just finding out if it's, if it's essential. Can, you know, can this wait? Do you have to go? Are you just kind of bored and you're off work, so why not go? Um, we're asking the people who are saying you know, they have to purchase now. Uh, if they, you know, we say, are you pre-approved? Yes, we're asking to verify that. Um, and, and doing so in a respectful way, but just say, you know, the, the other realtors are going to want that. It's going to help give you some, some legitimacy. So, so actually get you in the door. Yeah. So, so, you know, we're, we're dealing with that that way with our sellers. It's, you know, we've had a lot of people who are saying, okay, should I take it off the market or, you know, let's forget it or, or let's not go on MLS right now. And, Shannon and I and, and our business manager sat down and had a long meeting about it virtually. Um, <laughs> but we, you know, sat down and had a discussion of, okay, well, is it actually better to just go exclusive? Um, we have a strong, good website. We have a, an exclusive section where, um, you know, things that aren't on MLS can be, we get really good traffic on that, that segment. So we thought of doing just that. Um, and we have a few people who, who wish to just sort of quietly be for sale there as they get their pools open or as they get ready. Um, however, we're, you know, we're really saying to people, stay the course, um, stay on. You're going to have very few showings, if any at all. Um, yeah. We have had our photographer going and doing videos. 
Um, we did videos, but we tended to just do a video if it was over 800,000. So he's actually gone. He's doing one today. And um, going in video, he's, he's safe. He's got gloves. He's, he does wear a mask. Um, you know, he's going and, and capturing some of those so that we're able to showcase them that way. And we're, you know, we're, I think a key is really, really talk to sellers constantly. You know, our, our previous goal, how we've always operated our business is, is a plan to, to reach out and speak to our sellers once a week, actually on Fridays, we call it happy Friday call and just give them a call and, you know, touch base. And, you know, that's in addition to feedback or, or what have you. Now we're finding that sellers need to be, you know, they need to hear from us more. And, and as this develops and changes, you know, we're reaching out every couple of days, just saying, you know, have you, have you seen anyone drive by slowly? Have you, you know, your, your website hits were, were really good. That's a graffiti line. I don't know if that's where you got it from, but I, I heard him say that. Before. Who did you hear say it? Uh, Brian Buffini. Yeah. And, uh, and it, it works, you know, and we're, you know, we're trying to on, on social media, we're trying to um, be mindful, be respectful of the situation and, and do, you know, some of our plans we've got, we did a, a post last night that was okay. We've got some, some planter boxes, garden boxes, you know, and do a poll. Should we put vegetables in here or should we do flowers? And, We've got one fellow who's, you know, he's got time right now. We had told him to paint his um, bedroom. He has a, a bright red, including the ceiling, bedroom. And uh, oh, it's a very yeah. choice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so he's painting his bedroom. And I said, could you do us a favor? He's got an 11-year-old daughter. And we said, could you, could you get her to snap some videos of me? Because he's the one in his house painting. And yeah. so they were traveling, so they're, they're totally um, quarantined. And so he's, his daughter did a... launching that next week of here's the before here's the during his little video and yeah. here's after and you know trying to inject a little humor if you can try and get people having a conversation when this passes what we're likely going to do is cancel all of those listings and bring them out as fresh so that their days on market resets and you know i i really like that idea of of having your clients engage in your marketing like that, that might be something that we continue to do more after this yeah. like the idea of having the homeowner painting the room and doing it and including that in your social is that's that's really neat i think yeah. that, that offers a level of sort of um yeah. relatability and transparency that that a lot of our marketing just doesn't because it's so professional and so polished yeah it's yeah. it's it's helping you know i think it was helping that fellow do what he needed to do um sure. giving him a purpose i think he'll really see the benefit and yeah. it's sort of fun it's it, it it makes it feel like we're a team us and the clients so this is something so, i think has been missing yeah absolutely absolutely so you talked about uh, your social media um presence i'm curious like in terms of, of marketing and lead generation, like just, just from a distance, it appears to me that you, you as, a, as a business owner, are, are pretty lead generation centric. You seem like you do a lot of marketing. Is that a fair assumption? Yes. We don't pay for any online leads. Okay. Um, we don't see, see the value in that. We, we do some print advertising. Uh, not, okay. not advertising, not magazines or any of that. We do farm and area. Um, yeah. We use a company called Real Marketing. I'm sure yeah. they're in Victoria. Um, yeah. So we do that um, normally, um, that we've cut all of that out right now. Because I, I don't think in the mail people need to be receiving stats or what have you. It just And it's expensive. So we, we've cut that. Um, we've upped our Facebook budget, our Instagram budget. 
um, we're doing more, but we're, we're really trying to be cognizant mm-hmm. of the situation and not just, hey, new listing. But, yeah. you know. Yeah. We, we've, uh, we're going to ask you about finances a little bit later on in this interview, but just there's this, this idea, and I just feel like my mentors have, have embedded this in me, and I, I'm not sure if it's of the right or the wrong perspective, but it's just I, it's something I believe, which is, you know, moments like this, other agents and other brokers just really withdraw. They really pull back. Uh, and and so I've been groomed to that when people pull back, that's when you double down. Yep. Now, I think there's a responsible way to do that and there's a reckless way to do that. But I'm curious, like when you think about that, like, do you tend to agree with that thinking? And I'm hearing you cancel print, but reallocate resources to another medium. 100%. And I think, I think that's the key. And I think people are... I think a lot of people are scared and they don't know, you know, if the properties that they've got, you know, about to close will actually close. They don't know, you know, how things are going. So that is the inclination to, to stop. And, and, you know, definitely we don't want to stop. We want to be top of mind. We want to show that we're mindful and considerate and respectful for what's going on, that we're there for the community, not in a way that's advertising. Cause I think that, you know, I really think that could backfire. And totally. as you'd said, you know, sadly, because I think I think there are a lot of really amazing realtors, and I think we provide an essential service. Yeah. And yet, we don't have a great reputation, generally speaking. And if we're not really mindful and respectful, it could blow up. So we're, you know, like I said, we're we're doubling the budget that we're spending on um, Facebook and on Instagram, and and talking. We are doing some. It's not really search engine optimization. We have a new site, and our guy is, you know, working and doing some Google. It's not a lead gen because um, I just find those are such garbage leads. But but he is doing some pay per click, and our mm-hmm. budget was ten dollars a day, and it's just gone up to twenty a day um, because people have time because people are on on you know yeah. online and and they want to look at homes. So yeah. why not? You know, I want to circle back just quickly to something you said about the advice you're giving to sellers to stay the course. It kind of reminds me of, yeah. of the seller who in mid November in a really popular neighborhood. Yes, you like should I wait for the spring? And you're like, well, you know what? Like, let's look at the last three years. In the spring market, there's probably going to be four other homes similar mm-hmm. to yours. Right now, you would be the only home for sale mm-hmm. in this neighborhood. Mm-hmm. If there are serious clients out there right now that are essential and need to buy, do you want to be the only option or do you want to just be off the market like everyone else? And I, yeah. I feel like that that could potentially play out here a little bit. Oh, 100%. 100%. It, it can and it, I believe it will. So. Yeah. That's great. Okay. So um, we talked about marketing. I want to ask you a little bit about uh, prospecting and just to set it up with some more context. Like we have, uh, you know, within our realtor community, um, obviously we have some incredible, um, you know, experience in veteran agents, you know, 20, 30, some cases, 40 years of experience. But we also have people who are, are in, say, their first five years. And, and yeah. you know what it's like in the first five years of the business. You have typically more time when you do money. So, yeah. I'm curious from your perspective, like what are some, I'm hesitant to say prospecting techniques to do right yeah. now because I agree that would be tone deaf to be too salesy, but like yeah. what's some free stuff people can do right now to keep themselves and their yeah. businesses moving forward? So if if you guys aren't friends with Shannon um, on Facebook, so she's Shannon Stone on Facebook. She's honestly, my sister has got a genius brain when it comes to marketing. That's her, that's her education. That's her passion. And she's doing some really cool things um, that, that we've been talking. Okay, well, do we post that as Stone Sisters on our page or do we keep it 
on her and then I'm sharing some of her things. So be friends with me too, if you'd like, but it's things like, you know, well, I've been waiting for you to accept my friend request. For like three years, so yeah, hell? yeah, yeah. But, uh, but no, it's, it's, um, you know, it's bored with the kids. Here are some, here are some coloring things you can do, or, you know, people are doing the white heart thing. Are you guys doing that in Victoria where they're, uh, if we are, I'm not familiar with it. What so it's, it's a lot of people with, with kids. It's something for kids to do. And they're doing white hearts, um, in windows of houses. You can, I mean, you can post it on your door, yeah. you can post it on the window. Um, and Shannon had found one and it's sort of an at home. You take some Christmas lights and you know, cut holes or drill holes. And so you do it with a parent, but you know, some ideas for kids to, to make some of these white hearts, the white hearts show appreciation for the hospital workers, the paramedics, the garbage guys who are still out there picking up the, the cashiers working in the grocery stores and everybody keeping this going, the, the truly essential businesses. And, you know, Shannon's done a bunch of those, some things that you could download and color. And on, on another thing that we're doing, that's, prospecting but not um our crm that we use our, our database is follow-up boss right and on our call with the team i'm not allowed to use the word team anymore but yeah. our agents um we were all just expressing how grateful we were for using follow-up boss because it makes it so easy to you know see everybody in your database whether you have four people or 400 or you know, I think in total, we've got about 2,800 people, but it's all divided. And you can look and go, you know, with FinTrack, we know how old people are. So our older clients, we're, we're offering, we're reaching out, you know, giving them a call. Um, we all have a goal of phoning 40 people a week. And wow. that's people wow. that, you know, just reaching out saying, you know, Mrs. Mrs. Marples um, was one of mine and she's older. Her kids are in Toronto. Her husband passed away a few years ago. You know, how are you and how are you handling this? And she's in a condo and then offering to, you know, do you need anything? I'm, I'm going to Lakeview Market. Can I can I pick you up some groceries? And Mrs. Marples, that's like everyone's grandma. That name. And that's, that's it. And, grandma name. and yeah, I know. And we we all know some Mrs. Marples. Um, yeah. You know, I think there are lots of people who could who could just use a little pick me up. Um, and when I was at our grocery store um, the other day, they had little, I've got mine in my kitchen, but little potted plants. They were this big and it was a hyacinth, I think is how you say it, um, or little mini daffodils. And I bought one for my parents who are, our dad has a compromised immune system. So they're not really going out. My father-in-law, we flew him back last week from the state. So he's not allowed out. So I bought myself one of these little happy flowers for $2.99. And then I bought one for my mom and dad and I bought one for my father-in-law. And then I thought, who else could use one of these? So I bought 10 of them and have just, they're wrapped in little plastic. They're $3. And I just left it at their door um, with a little note, not a business card, not a, hey, it's Stone Sisters. Remember us when, you know, if you live, sell with us. <laughs> but just a little, hey, I'm thinking of you and I hope this brightens your day. Yeah. And, well, and, and I, I want to also highlight the fact that it, we, we think a lot in terms of our seniors. And I think like, absolutely, let's let's focus on helping our elderly uh, clients and family and 100 percent all in on that. Uh, but there's also younger people who have a new car. I was just chatting with a friend of mine um, and, and he he himself has a, a compromised immune system. Yeah. And, and so does his wife. Yeah. And they're in their mid thirties and they're, they're panicked. Like they're, they live in the lower mainland, so I can't really help them too much, but it's, yeah. it's like, Oh yeah, that's right. There's other people out there oh, yeah. who 
aren't just, you know, north of 50, 65, 70, whatever. Oh, it's so true. I think, you know, another one, and that was Shannon's focus with coming up with things for kids to do. Um, You know, I think one of her posts was bring back hopscotch. And she's like, remember hopscotch? We all used to play that. Because I think another group that's struggling. I'm like, scotch hasn't gone anywhere. (laughs) Hopscotch. You know, remember the game. But um, (laughs) that was good. But, um, you know, you look at that, there are a lot of parents who, whose kids are home and they're climbing the walls. They've got two or three screaming, fighting, yelling kids. They're trying to get them off their screens and the yeah. parents need a break. And it's like, hey, get your kids playing, kick the can, yeah. duck, duck, goose. You know, if, if you've got more than one kid, there's stuff that they need to do too. Yeah, you just triggered for me because when I, uh, we do client appreciation events um, before I, I transferred into the broker side of the business and and often there were family-focused events. And my mindset was always like, if, if you're a parent, you have 52 weekends a year where you're asking yourself the same damn question. What the hell am I going to do with the kids? Yeah. Right? If I can take three of those weekends a year off the t- off the board for you by offering you this, this, and this, yeah. you're going to love me for it. Well, I think the same is said if you're going to drop off some some things, whether it's sidewalk chalk. For yeah. I was just thinking that. that when you said that. I'm like, that would actually yeah, be yeah, Woohoo! Um, <laughs> my hand wasn't on the screen. That's okay. Next time. <laughs> so uh, I just want to also because we have about 22, 23 people watching live with us. If you have questions specifically for Tamara, if you're comfortable, throw them in the comments. Or if you'd rather not uh, be named with the question, just text me. The number is just on the b- uh, bottom, and I'll, I'll make sure I ask that question for you. Um, so you talked a little bit about your CRM. So I want to follow with with technology. What technology are you leveraging right now um, to to keep your your business running? I mean, the technology we're leveraging, like I said, the follow-up boss and, and having a list. I mean, it, it's a great system because it'll, it'll just tell you, you know, here are your people, pick five and reach out to them. So, so that part's good. Um, I mean, really, what's the best technology that we're utilizing right now? This and not just to tech. Do you like my sparkle case? What? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> um, not just to text, to, to actually, like it's old school, phoning. Yeah. The number um, one killer app in real estate is the phone app. Yeah. Yeah. It always um, has been. It, it's true. Um, another bit of technology that we're using a lot, I got a stack of them right here, yeah. note cards. Yeah. And, you know, it seems cheesy and kind of weird. I'll put it so you can see it. I'm, I'm challenged with this today. but Okay, you'll get there. Just, just a little note card of, hey, thinking of you, hope you're doing well. If there's anything I can do to help let me know. And people getting some fun mail, um, you know, I think, I think that'll go a long way as well and not put a business card in. Cause I think as soon as you put a business card, um, it'll seem a little bit cheesy. Um, I don't know if people, cheesy because it's always cheesy or cheesy because of the moment. Cheesy because of the moment we're in. I I think the whole key, like normally, I mean, I'm a huge fan of, of note cards. So I, I love to send a handwritten note card and I always put a business card in. But I think given the situation now, I don't, I think it could be really interpreted that I was, you know, monopolizing the the current events or, or, you know, I want to be there as a human, not as a realtor. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. One of the mantras we've been trying to share with our team here at the office is shifting from sales mindset to service mindset Mm. and sales will follow. And And they will. And I think that that's actually uh, just like early in your career, you know, shifting to that mindset of from sales, I need, you know, commission breath, I need a, a paycheck yeah. to how can I help people achieve their goals and that'll yeah. help me achieve mine. I think that's a really important thing for us to continue to try to hold on to, which 
I'm empathetic to the fact that that's really freaking hard when you're worried about whether or not you're going to be able to make ends meet. It's really hard. I want to make sure I don't forget, um, and I don't think it was on your list, but I wanted to share, Mm -hmm. you know, one of your questions was, okay, what am I doing? You know, what are we doing to stay positive or what have you? Yeah, that was going to be my next question. You just killed my segue about making ends meet, and it's hard to stay positive, and I was going to set it up with staying optimistic and motivated, and you totally blew it. (sighs) Hope it. Um, I know. Sorry. High five on the machine. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, something I'm doing, and and I think it's really important for us all to do is get out of your pajamas. Create a routine. Uh, I don't know if anyone listened. Adam Contos did a, a live talk two days ago. I think it was, and. Mm-hmm. It, it was really good. And it just basically said, make a list and cross stuff off. Even if your list is steam clean the shower, that's yeah. on my list. Or, you know, do things and then cross it off. Get some exercise or fresh air. My gym has all moved online, but, you know, they, they get us to fill up a backpack, my, my kid's school backpack, with a mm-hmm. bag of rice and some cans of tuna and do squats and lunges. And you know, do this sort of thing. Um, some time for reading. And and I wanted to share three books that to, to me are, are absolutely outstanding, revolutionized and helped our business tremendously. So first one, lots of you will have heard of. Oh my gosh. I'm, I'm so in deep with Donald Miller. You have no idea. It, it is so good. So it's, it's everything. Yeah. It's so, a good marketing book. Yeah. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. And, and it's a great book. You know, some people are, they prefer an audio book. Some people um, just download it, which is easy to do um, now. They've got exercises in here. You know, this is something I got this book two years ago and read it and loved it, but I didn't have the time to go and actually build the storyboard and do what they advocate doing. Did and you I, um, see that they dropped a follow-up to it just two weeks ago? No. Yeah. It's, oh. it's been actually like a how to version. Um, oh, I love it. I'm going to write it down. Marketing made simple. And he's also got an amazing podcast called Building a Story yes. Brand, which I listen to all the time. Oh, I love yeah. that. So yeah, yeah, that book, Build awesome. a Story Brand, is good. This one is a really hard book. I talk about it in some of the talks I've given. Oh my God. These are like all my favorite books. Oh, good. So, I'm a 40Xer. Oh, it's, this is the key. And, you know, it's it's funny because when we bought, uh, brought Brett on board, um, who's Shannon's husband, and he's our, our business director now. Um, he, Shannon and I had a talk last October and we, you know, what we were trying to do in theory was sort of wipe the slate clean and sort of clear off our desk, wipe, get rid of everything and everyone in a, in a hypothetical sense, and then pick what you wanted and put it back on and, and sort of rebuild it. Zero base budgeting approach. Just yep. add back in the stuff. Yep. Want. And this book, there we go. Four disciplines of execution. It's a hard read. Um, I'm more than happy if you like this book. You, Brayden, you can you can share it with people too. But we've it, actually created a tool, Tamara. I'll share with you after the call. Um, oh, I'd love like it for, for realtors. That's a one page like how to 4DX without actually saying 4DX because it is dry. It's so dry. Like I, I gave this to Shannon and I gave it to Christy, <laughs> our uh, our office manager, and she was just like, I I can't read this. But that's a good one. Then my one other book. So I just wanted to give you guys three. So this is an older book. So have you read? Yeah. Tom Peters circle of innovation. And it's a really, really good book as well. It's, it's big, but it's got cartoons. Oh, good pictures. Good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, excellent book. Another really good one into the the psychology of selling and relating to people and how to sell without how to service so you sell. Wow, that sounded kind of weird. Thank but. you so much for that. That's above and beyond guesswork. Way to go. Yeah. Did uh, anyone Rick, ask questions? No one on here. Forty X is uh, says Forty X is awesome, awesome on Audible as well. Yes. Awesome, awesome. Graham. Thank, thank you. Graham. Um, okay, so we've talked about staying optimistic and motivated. Um, let's let's get to the money, you know, okay. the money part because I know it's on a lot of our minds. Um, what when a crisis strikes? What what do you do? What's your go to for making sure that you're managing your money effectively? Uh, my husband. No. <laughs> um, no, what's our go-to? I think, you know, we, we run a tight ship. We, you know, we're a big business. Our, our operating budget, including staffing and all of our expenses, last year was 420, or our budget, pardon me, for 2020 is $422,000. So that's a big number. For sure. Um, so, you know, it's, it's understanding what we actually spend. That's um, something I was, I was coaching for a while with Ken Goodfellow. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we were coached for a long time by Ken, and shocking. I know you do some work with with Rich Robbins, and the number of people who don't know, who don't have a budget, who aren't aware of what they're actually spending, especially in this industry, it's it's all about what you make. It's all about that gross income, and <laughs> yeah. And there are a ton of people who are grossing great money, 150, 200,000 and, and spending virtually all of it and, and netting less than the assistants that they've hired to help them. So, you know, I think what we've done is, is really sit down and look at, and we actually do this every month anyway, but we sit down and look and go, okay, what can we get rid of? If we're adding something new, what goes, you know, we don't want to just keep adding. Um, we're in an industry where, I mean, you guys all probably get a phone call or an email or something at least once a week of someone having the latest and greatest thing to, to sell oh, you that'll change your business. I, I believe that we're one of the most marketed to industries in the world. Yeah. We're one of the easiest to sell to, too. Yeah, we're excited. Like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, I, as I said, we, we put on hold the real marketing um, for the time being. We stopped our, our farm drops or Canada Post postcards. Um, we do out-of-town marketing. So Vancouver, Toronto, Calgary, Edmonton get mm-hmm. postcards every other month. That's all been put on hold mm-hmm. um, for the time being. Mm-hmm. Um, we are, we're, as I said, upping the budget for online. Um, mm-hmm. Really, really trying to, to engage with people a lot that way. And mm-hmm. then our budget for, for you know, the pot buys, the, the little flowers like I talked about. You know, another one that we're, we're thinking of doing is, you know, if you've got a yard and you're going to have time this spring, grow a garden, you know, so here, here are some seeds and, you know, t- trying some things that way. But um, we did make a very difficult decision on Monday. It'll actually get me choked um, to let a couple of people go and uh, laid off two staff members um, out of four, which is just gut-wrenching I just hated it and uh and then the Trudeau government announced today um the subsidy and and what that means and uh, we haven't told them yet but we're going to bring them back so awesome yeah awesome. yeah yep. Yep. 
kid in the background. <laughs> so that's, you know, we're, we're trying to be, you know, we're fortunate because, you know, we've, we, you know, they've all, everybody's always said, you know, how long could you live without any more money coming in? And my husband, that's why I'd referenced him earlier. He is a, a financial planner. And so, you know, having a budget and, and having some money set aside for that rainy day, we've all known that we should do that for a long time. Sadly, very few of us did, but oh, oh, good. Thanks. Ed Singh here. This, so, yeah, so I don't know why the, the accounts are coming to Ed Singh says thanks for the inspirational reading material. Let's start with the first book. Love it. Uh, you won't regret it, Ed. It's a great book. No, it's so good. Um, yeah, well, that's that's great. So, is is there anything else um, you feel on the financial side that you feel like we need to throw out there in terms of? It sounds like having a budget to begin with is a good point. So, if, if you don't have a budget, now's a perfect time to start. And it really is. And it's, I've got a whole, uh, well, you've probably got lots of resources for it, but I have a business planning um, exercise that I've, I've talked about and given out to people, a little workbook. There are millions of them out there, but, you know, start with last year and and look at your last year, even if last year was your first year in real estate and, and sit down and look at, okay, well, I did, I wrote, you know, I sold 11 properties or two properties or what have you. And here's how much it cost me and, and start by looking backwards and then plan for going forwards. But a budget is, I mean, a budget is always really good. And in times like this, it's imperative. It's critical. Yeah. Mandy, uh, my fiance and I started using mint.com to track our personal spending. And it's, awesome. it, you have to be, you have to be comfortable with like giving your bank credentials to this, you know, online company, but they, 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 they verify they're all secure and everything. Yeah. But every Sunday we've started, we've got the coffee, uh, we sit on the couch and we go through our last week's spending and it categorizes it all. You put all your budgets and it's, you know, works through automation. It's free except for they try to sell you credit cards. So just say no to the credit cards, all my realtor friends. Don't, don't say yes to all of them, but yeah. they, uh, it's an incredibly powerful tool that, that really, it, like I know that as, from a coach's perspective, when I talk about deals and dollars with people, it's really clear to me that they're not tracking their business. I hear a lot of, you know, I'm around this. Oh, I made this ish. If you're saying ishes or around, you're not tracking, right? Because when you talk to people who are coached, who are tracking, you say, how many deals? I did 52 deals last year. I made $375,287 and my profit was X percentage. That's tracking. And, and for those of you who are watching right now who maybe never consider tracking your business, what an incredible time to start tracking. And it's empowering. It will, I think, I think when you do that, it's going to give you back a sense of control and a sense of, because I think, I think our industry, you just, you hope, you hope like hell that we're going to have another run. And, you know, the real estate prayer where it's like, come on, let me have yes. one more boom. I don't know if you can relate to this feeling, but I, I know at different points in my career, I've almost um, was afraid to look, open my banking app to see what it was. Yeah. And then you see it and you're like either happy or disappointed, but you're like, oh, okay. But there's just the fear factor. As soon as I started tracking, I didn't have to open the app because I can yeah. anticipate within, you know, a few hundred dollars what it was going to be. And it's, it is very, very empowering. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we got a, about five, six minutes here left. And, and thank you so much again for, for being so generous with your time. And of your course. Advice. No, I love it. I'm honored. I'm not, not busy. Not, <laughs> uh, Des Mahal says, thank you. Loving these tips. Thanks so much for sharing. Thank you for watching. Des. Anytime. Um, I want to ask you before we talk about, you know, the mentorship question, I want to ask you about your affiliation with Remax and the brand for a second. Because I know you've been a part of the organization for a long time. And, mm -hmm. and it's, it's, it's in times like these where, you know, we start questioning a number of different things. Mm -hmm. and, and so I want you to ask, a little, ask you a little bit about like, what, 
are you doing that, you know, when it comes to Remax, it feels like it's, it's maybe strengthening you or helping you through this, whether it's this challenge or, or the previous one? Oh, that's a great question. I love it. And we are huge Remax fans. There is there is a family. There are resources there. The Remax University, the all the courses we've got, the this camaraderie that you have. Um, when when the rules changed in BC, we're all all from British Columbia. When the rules changed and we couldn't double end anymore, and you know we looked because uh, you know Shan and I generate the business, give those buyer leads to the agents that were on the team, in hopes that they would sell the listings the people inquired on, and that all went away. And we really tried to figure out what a solution was. Shannon did get her broker's license. And it, it wasn't easy to, to figure out what to do. It wasn't easy to come to an agreement with the, our broker here in town. And a lot of people just said, well, why don't you guys just go on your own? Just be, just be Stone Sisters Realty. You'll be fine. You know, we've, we've got a really good brand here in town. And there wasn't a, we wouldn't consider it. And we weren't leaving Remax. We looked and said, not a chance. I mean, there's, there is a sense of family, there is support, there are resources doing this. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to share and give some tips and thank you for all the kind accolades. You guys are helping me too. And I'm, I'm getting some ideas and tips out of this. Um, I think, you know, like I said, the Remax university, if like, have you gone on and taken some yeah. of those courses? Yeah. And they just re, like revamped it recently. I know it's, it's it's so good. It's it's so helpful and so good that I think it would be a huge mistake to to leave and to to go where you know where they don't care. I mean, again, I, I reference Adam's um, Adam Contos um, his talk the other day, but it it was like he was sitting across from me in the living room, just giving a little pep talk, going, "Hey, here's how you can get through it. Here's what I'm doing. Let me help you and reach out if you need." And it's I actually feel like Remax really cares. So if anything this has solidified our commitment to to the company. Well, and you keep setting up the segues perfectly because right now you are sitting across the living room from uh, people, about 20 people watching right now wow. who, who could be using and, and be needing a bit of a pep talk. And so yeah. my last question I always like to ask people is like, if you were mentoring somebody, whether they were on your team or not, uh, and maybe they've never been through a challenging time like mm -hmm. this before, you know, mm -hmm. even someone who's, who's eight years in, mm -hmm. uh, would index for example, I'm just over 10 years. And that means I was just, I'm bookending my crises now. So I had my financial crisis over here. I had my yeah. girlfriend over there. But if I was eight years in, I wouldn't have known what this feels like. Yeah. So what would you say sitting across the couch from someone virtually um, to, to, to just help lift them up and, and help them, and, you know, have, have some hope that this is going to pass? Yeah. I firmly believe this will pass. It's, you know, when you look at the numbers, you look at, at China, you look at, at some of the other places and how they're, how they've dealt with it and how people are coming out on the other side. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think that all we have is hope. So I think we, I think you, you know, it may take longer than any of us want. Um, we may be sequestered at home for far longer than anyone wants, but I think we have to, we have to hope, we have to believe that it will pass. Mm -hmm. I think there are some benefits. I, you know, I personally feel, you know, the kindness that I see, you know, of people reaching out to help their neighbors and, and, you know, the, the respect for social distancing, the things our government is doing um, to help us, the sense that we're in this together, um, like I, I said earlier, makes me proud to be Canadian, makes me proud to be here. And I think, I mean, I know for myself, and I said it to our mom the other day, and she kind of bristled at me, but I said, mom, you finally have time to do all the stuff you wanted to do. Our mom is 
our mom's young. I was going to say our mom's age and she'd be ticked right off. So <laughs> but our mom is very young, yeah. but she hasn't sold real estate for 18 years. And, and mom's like, I'm too busy to, I'm too, I don't know how you have time to make Yorkshire pudding. Like I don't have time to, I don't have time to read this, that. And I'm like, well, we all have time. So we all have things that we've always wanted to do. Mine is painting. And I have zero talent for, for painting, but I have this, this drive to paint. I love doing it. I, I'm so envious of people who, who have that talent. And that's something I'm spending my time doing and, you know, spending great time with my kids. I have a daughter who just turned 18. She's off to university in, in the fall and she's going far away to university. And the fact that I get to go for a walk with her or, you know, we're going to make buns later today. And, you know, some of that stuff, I'm like, okay, there's hope out there. And, the sun is continuing to shine. We're heading into spring. We're going to survive this. And honestly, we will come out better, better as humans, better as to the planet and better as realtors with Remax. Tamara, thank you so, so much. On behalf of everyone that is uh, you know, part of our Remax Camosa community, you know, agents, assistants, staff managers, I know that all of us will be able to take something away from, from this conversation. Um, we've got a few more uh, Praises on here for you. Yeah, I see uh, them. Thank you, you guys. Mullen, he's saying awesome talk this morning. Really appreciate your time. Um, and of course, Graham Parker here just can't stop commenting. He's just lighting up our. <laughs> yeah. So thank, thank you, you so much. And uh, I'll be following up with you afterwards with uh, some email resources and just uh, love just it. Thanks again. Love it. Thank right. you, everybody. And um, stay healthy and wash your hands. And we'll get through this. And think of the party we're going to have when we get through oh it. Oh my gosh, the party. <laughs> like, we, we were talking with our team. I think we should have our first like in-group meeting all in our pajamas. Oh, I, I so agree. Imagine that first hug for someone who's not in your family that you can go out at. Like we're going to be hugging in the streets. You have no idea. I'm a crazy hugger as it is. So yeah, it's, it's going to be, I feel like I can feel the restraining orders coming on. <laughs> Great, all right. Thank, Thank you so much. Well. Stay safe. You guys too. Take care. Bye. All right, there you have it. We have Tamara Stone from Remax Bonus Stone Sisters. She is uh, obviously an incredibly motivating, incredibly inspiring person. We're so fortunate to have her come up today. Uh, if if you are looking for a realtor to send a referral to in Kelowna, definitely look them up. They, they do an excellent, excellent job. Uh, and thank you guys for, for watching this. Uh, I know it looks like we've had about 20, 25 people throughout this whole broadcast. So really appreciate it. I hope you guys are doing well. I hope you're feeling motivated. Um, we're going to next week actually be uh, having someone close to home. Next week, I'm going to be interviewing Mike McMullen, who's got a very interesting story that he's going to share with us. Not necessarily about, uh, you know, a, a crisis, whether it was a, a recession or 9-11 or, or anything like that, although we may talk about that. But he's going to be sharing about his experience when he went from being a top producing agent in his market, uh, original market, which is Calgary. I don't think a lot of people realize that. And he moved to Victoria with his family and went from being, you know, a, a big producer to basically being not not really known and a non-commodity in Victoria. And that was, that had its own unique challenges. And he's going to be sharing about that. He's going to be sharing what he learned, what he's put into practice. And he's also, of course, going to be telling us about uh, what he's doing right now to continue to be productive to continue to be positive uh, while we all walk through this pandemic together. So that's all I got for you today, guys. Thank you so much. Appreciate all the love, all the comments, thinking of you. And uh, yeah, be safe, be well. 
call somebody, call your, call your mom, call your dad, call some clients, and uh, we're going to get through this. All right, guys, Coach B out. Bye.